everyone, welcome back to I guess I guess we gotta call this season two of the Lost in Life podcast. It's been a good while since I've been on my podcast game. And those of you who have listened to my new mixtape, you will understand why I took a, a bit of a hiatus and a bit of a break to work on a few things and focus on my healing. But we're back now. Now, if you haven't heard the mixtape already, stop right now. Go to keshavbutt.com. That's K-E-S-H-A-V-B-H-A-T-T.com forward slash Lotus. Download my brand new mixtape. It's called The Lotus That Blooms Forth, and it is a one and a half hour meditation journey, odyssey, exploring mental health, self-love, and finding and following your purpose in life. So go check that out. Now today, on today's podcast, there are no guests. I'm the special guest, and we're going back to basics, just me talking to you while you're uh, spending some time doing your self-care Sunday routine or preparing your veg or your meal prep for the week or cleaning the house. I don't know what you're up to. Um, I'd love to know. So like drop me an email or Instagram me. But we're going to be talking today about how do you kick yourself back into gear when you've kind of been, you know, you've fallen off track for whatever reason, things have been happening. You haven't quite been able to be on your routine, be on your habits, be your most productive self. Like how do you reset everything? How do you get back to your most focused and most meaningful as well. I think often we talk about, you know, like doing all these habits, all these things that we hear on various podcasts out there. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you listen to other podcasts and it can kind of feel overwhelming. And also I think it can become this thing of you start collecting habits, you start collecting wisdom and it can get quite overwhelming and it becomes another stick for you to kind of beat yourself up with that I haven't meditated I haven't been to the gym I haven't done my meal prep I haven't been listening to podcasts I haven't been reading I haven't been going for walks I haven't been spending time with my family oh my god oh my god oh my god and I'm supposed to like function as a human being how so the first thing that I want to say and this is very personal to me because I feel I'm entering a season of now producing again after a see like going through my own winter so i'm not i'm not operating according to the seasons that i'm living in in my environment i'm creating my own seasons and i i do believe that you know there is always a period and i've noticed this in my own life there's a rhythm to it that there's periods of creation where you know i was making daily videos earlier in the year and then you got periods of hibernation of restoration of borrowing your roots into the darkness of the soil to find nutrition and water. Those of you who heard the mixtape, you know the bonus track I'm quoting there. Um, you, you need that to just take a deep breath in. And that's, I guess, the first analogy that I want to share with you is the way I like to look at it is when you've had, you need to first of all assess where are you at in your journey and your rhythm and the dance of life? Like, have you just finished a season of creation of massive productivity of doing 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 action 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 then maybe you need to go the opposite way you need to zig and then you need to zag and i like to think of it very simply as when i'm producing a lot when i was making daily videos from say i think like february to april just before um the breakup happened that was a lot of exhalation, like a lot of action, a lot of like exertion. And so I'm breathing out. And if you breathe out right now, 
I need to take a deep breath in before I can carry on talking again. Now, if that's true just of my body, then it has to be true for the rhythm of my life. And I like using simple analogies because, yeah, we can talk about the science and I can give you the studies and I can give you the coaching tools and the psychology tools and all that stuff. I've done the research, but I like keeping it simple so that you can focus on implementation. So first question is, are you in a period of you've just finished exerting or are you in a period of just finished relaxing? Now, the other thing is, I think you should take as long as you need. I really do believe that. Like these four, five, six months even that I've taken off, there were periods like at the beginning of September, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I wasn't. I wasn't ready to go. I tried to go 100% of my level of what I'm used to, the number of hours I work, the amount of people that I'm supporting, the number of things that I'm doing at the same time. And it just didn't happen. I had to realize, okay, it's a bit too soon for me. So I need to try and do, let's say, 60%. And that really comes from a place of self-acceptance that you have to own your routine is not going to look the same as everybody else's. And this is something I was actually going to share. I think and then I'm looking at my notes in this podcast or the next one. But one of the things that I was listening to, um, what's his name? Uh, Create the Love on Instagram. I was listening to his podcast and he said, he said something really interesting, you know, stop waiting and relying on reacting to the stop reacting to the world and let the world react to you and I love that reframe I love that reframe I've said many times in so many talks and videos and probably on this podcast too that in life you are either a cause or an effect like things are either happening to you and you're constantly reacting to unscheduled unsolicited advice and conversations agendas for you set by your family your friends your aunties your uncles whoever it may be and you're just not in control now I accept that there's a lot of things that are outside of my control like fully embrace that but at the end of the day and I'm going to reference the mixtape again I said this on a track um ride the waves that I can't control what the ocean does you know, whether a wave is going to come that I can surf or not, the analogy I was using was surfing as a metaphor for our journey in life, that we can't control what waves are going to come. Sometimes, like has happened to me this year, you can get hit by a tsunami and you have no idea which way is up, which way is down, what's going on, and you're completely confused.com forward slash Geshev. But that's okay. It happens. And when that moment comes... Again, I'm going to quote myself, when life brings you to your knees, you're in the perfect position to pray and to surrender yourself to something bigger and to ask for help. I'm quoting the track Truth, which is one of my favorites and a lot of other people's favorites. And if you've listened to the mixtape, actually, like what was your what was your favorite track? And also, I'd love to know what do you think was the weakest track? Um, but to go back to that analogy, there's so much that is outside of your control. And when you're in that what we call a washing machine when you're surfing and you're just bowled over by a wave completely, the worst thing that you can do is tense up. And the best thing you can do is relax because you have no control in that moment. And it's happened to me many times. I remember one time I tried to, you kind of have, you got your your surfboard and then there's like a, 
piece of as a cord, plastic cord that attaches to the board and the other side attaches to your foot and you kind of wrap this little um, thing around your ankle so you don't lose your board when this happens because it's very it happens all the time like you're never gonna surf and you don't get knocked off your board unless you're like a pro maybe and even then the pro is just someone who's failed experimented more times than you so um another great analogy there but yeah to go back to that example the best thing you can do is just relax and i remember once i tried to like hang on to that cord and pull my board close to me when what you're meant to do is just like chuck your board to the side and protect your head and allow yourself to roll around in that wave and I actually hurt my finger quite badly um because the cord got wrapped and it just got pulled and it was yeah it was pretty pretty bad um but that's the analogy like know where you are in your season of life and you can't control so many things like you can't control the ocean but you can control did I get on my board like did I do my warm-up did I make an attempt? Did I try to catch a wave? And sometimes, you know, waves come. And I remember as I'm progressing to catching those green waves, um, my brother who listens to my podcast, he knows, it's like sometimes you might hesitate. Think, oh, should I catch it? And the moment you've done that, you're not present. You didn't go with your gut instinct, which develops over time. And you missed it. But you can control, like, are you a cause or are you an effect? You can sit there all day, not get on your board, not go onto the beach. Now, there's so many other analogies that I could use, but it's just the one that I like as a, a surfer. Um, but yeah, like, are you a cause or an effect? And are you reacting to the world or is the world reacting to you? Sometimes one of the things that I've been doing for the last like year now is there would be events that I would want to go to. And I'd be like, a, this is the kind of event I want to go with someone. So I just started a habit of buying two tickets before I know who's going to come with me. And I do this, I literally was doing this just before I started recording the podcast, is I just buy tickets to stuff that looks interesting to me. And I don't know who's going to come, but I know someone will appear. Like I know one of my friends will be interested in this type of thing. And it's a wonderful example for me because I am now sort of dictating the terms of how I want my friendships and relationships to play out because I want to go to this thing on a Saturday and it's booked. It's in my diary. If you want to hang with me, you can come with, but now I'm setting the agenda for how I want my life to look. And that's not to say that everyone has to live it that way, but it is on my terms. Whereas when I leave, as Grant Cardone calls it, um, white space on my calendar, like he always says, you know, you're going to meet the devil because idle hands, like you just, you know, do stuff. And obviously it's important to be still, but I get his, his message there, like set in your schedule when you're going to do what. So anyway, before I go way off topic, let's go back to um, what I was talking about. So point number one, where are you in your season of life? Point number two, let the world react to you. Set your own agenda and then let other people conform to that. And and it's always a choice as well, whether they accept or not. But in psychology or in kind of social situations, the person with the strongest frame wins. And what I mean here is that when I have failed to do this, my agenda gets set for me rather than me setting it. And a good example of this is making videos and making content. Before, I never used to schedule it in my diary that on a Sunday, this is what I'm doing. I'm filming at this specific time because when you're a freelancer, like you can do it whenever you want. But actually what would end up happening is 
I would seem and appear free to friends, family, etc. And so that space would get taken up. And then I'm now trying to find, like, once that space is taken up, I'm looking for the cutoff, like whatever time is left is allocated to me making content. That's the wrong way to do it for me. The right way to do it is my priorities, my videos. I need, I realized this, like when I went to, you know, other people's shoots is I need to set the agenda similar to if I'm a production company, there may just be one person, but if I've got that set in my diary, and I, I love doing this when I go to YouTube, you know, it's one of the things I've learned from going to the space in and the studios there, is you have to, you know, write like who's coming at what time, what is their, what's the call sheet, what time are they going to be here, what's their phone number, what are you going to be filming, when is this video going to be released, and approaching it from a very professional perspective, even if it's just for you. And this brings me to what was going to be my first original point is if you want to kick yourself into gear and you can see that you are not behaving and doing the things that you know you should, that you keep thinking about meditating in the morning or even as simple as not checking your phone first thing in the morning. When you say I should do something, that means most time when I hear a client say that in a coaching session one-to-one, that tells me you're not committed because the person who is committed they don't speak in that language. They don't say I should. I should is a value judgment that is externalized. It's something that I got from NLP. We say I should when we know intellectually that's what we should do, but we haven't committed yet. When you've committed, the first thing that changes is your language. You say I'm going to do my meditation every morning for 10 minutes, no matter what, even if I don't feel like it. I am going to is different to I should. I should is what you think you should do. It's someone else's opinion, but I am going to is what you are truly committed to. And how do you expect others to take it seriously when you are not committed? And to me, I know I'm committed when it is in my diary and there are specific logistical things planned. For example, on Sunday at 1 p.m., I'm going to film two episodes of the podcast. Here are my notes that I've done in preparation for that. Now, it doesn't need to be complicated. So for this podcast, for example, while I was at the gym on Sundays, that's my self-care day. The most important thing, as soon as I wake up, there's two things I want to do. Number one, a crazy leg workout. Like I spent two hours in the gym this morning, half an hour on the pads, and then an hour and a half doing my leg workout because it takes me ages. I like doing everything properly. I don't like rushing my workouts as well, which happens during the weekday because I'm trying to get to the office. I'm trying to do this. But Sundays are normally clear. And I actually, one of the things I've been doing is going to another gym a little bit further away. So I have a bit more time to think. And then trying to, um, well, I haven't really done, I've done this at once or twice. I don't want to lie to you, but going to the temple afterwards because um, it's just nearby. But I like the experience of going somewhere new. David Lloyd Bushy is freaking insane. The sauna and steam room there. So shout out to the members that, that have been there. But to come back to my point, if you're not committed, no one's going to be committed for you. And that's the, sec- the second thing I was going to say, I almost forgot, is... The second thing I like doing on a Sunday is planning my week. Like if I have a good Sunday, I've said this enough times. I know Lewis is with me on this um, and I need to get him on a podcast soon. If I have a good Sunday, I just have a good week. Like if I reflect on what I achieved last week, last week, 
I released the mixtape, like, boom. I've been working on that boy for three years. Um, that first track, I've said it in the podcast where I broke down the mixtape. I've been sitting on that for so long. Like, I was so excited to share that. And secondly, I went to a leadership retreat in Wales with 17 other people all about confronting your racial bias, power and privilege. And oh my God, it was insane. Insane. I I don't want to talk too much about it today because we'll do a separate podcast, but a big nugget. And I want to share this. There's going to be a lot of people who feel uncomfortable with what I'm about to say, but I realized on this retreat, having studied these books and done the research for four days. So don't at me unless you've read these books, unless you've researched it, that Race is a white person's problem to solve. The burden is not on people of color. Like that was such a huge revelation to me. Like, oh, 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 okay, interesting. Why do you say that? Um, and we had long, lengthy discussions about that. And the second thing was it is not like doing nothing is not neutral. Doing nothing in a system that is inherently racist is not neutral. So you are either anti-racist, so working to dismantle the structures, not just your thinking, but the structures that perpetuate this inequality, or you're you're racist. And there's different types, segregationist, assimilationist. Anyway, we'll come back to that. So yeah, how do you expect others to take it seriously when you are not committed? So for me, another indicator that I'm committed is I write things down. If it's in my head, it don't exist, it does not exist. I went a little bit brommy b21 there um if it's not on paper it doesn't exist and so if you are committed i like also having like a gradient in my head of okay the first step is writing it down the second step is scheduling in my diary the third step and this is going to be my second point is i take action even if it's imperfect even if it's not a hundred percent how i want it to be but i take action so Look at the thing you've written down. So let's use the analogy of not checking your phone in the morning. You're thinking about it. You've heard a podcast about it. You got all the wisdom. You got all the knowledge. Great. You're a great theorist. Intellectual masturbation. Great. Everyone's clapping for you. Amazing. But we talked a lot about this on the retreat too. You can know the tool and resource, but if you're not implementing it, if you are not a practitioner, what's the point? It is what I like to call, and it's not. I'm not the first person to say this, intellectual masturbation if you are really about that life take action even if it's the tiniest thing like you wait half an hour before you check your phone you take a poo and then you check your phone because you've still made some progress compared to where you were before now some people like doing it incrementally some people like to go all in i'm not going to check my phone until 2 p.m and it's going to be in another room or i'm going to buy Uh, a cell phone that has no, wait, am I American? Why did I say that? Um, Yeah, I'm going to buy a phone that has no WhatsApp, no Instagram, no social media. So I got distracted there because there's a guy trying to park his car um, and he's very close to mine. So yeah, I'm watching. Okay, we're good. Is making sure, so I've completely lost my train of thought. Let's go back to it. So I was talking about taking action. Um, and the, the other, the other reason why this is so important is often we wait for motivation and confidence to take action, but actually confidence and motivation are outputs of taking action. So if you don't feel that you're doing what you should be doing and you're waiting to kick yourself into gear, guess what you have to do? 
the most effective thing you can do is do something. I hope that hurt your ears. So this morning, I haven't been to the gym for what? Almost in the last two weeks, I think I've been once. And that was because I was away. But also there were a couple of days where I was just straight up lazy and I couldn't be bothered. So today was really important to get in a big workout to give me the confidence and the output and the half-life to feel like, yo, I did it. Um, so we talked about writing it down. The other thing, when I write it down, and I like to do, and I did this yet last night, is I like to set an intention. I like to write down, well, yeah, I know I should meditate, but why? Like, why does that matter for me? Um, because I've been checking my phone too much, because I've been distracted too much, because I've been thinking about external things outside of my control, what this person thinks, feels, says about me, etc. whatever it might be. So alongside that, write down, like, here's what I want to do to kick myself into gear. I want to wake up early. I want to meditate for 10 minutes. I want to go for a walk with my dog. And then I want to go about my day. And in the car or the commute, I want to listen to Geshev's podcast because I'm just like loving the Lost in Life podcast. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please, please be a supporter and write a review because it really helps to give me more exposure. I'm relying on you to help me with that. Like, there's no fancy team here. It's just I'm sitting in my bedroom recording this. So set an intention. And the, the last thing that I want to say is rely on your community and your system. So often, like, I'm really genuinely tired of this and I'll probably keep speaking about this for the rest of my career is self-growth and personal development is super individualistic and we put a lot of burden on individuals to change now if you are someone who is the survivor of emotional abuse or sexual trauma as a child or you know you've got PTSD because you're a war veteran who just came back from Iraq or Afghanistan or I don't know you're a refugee from Eritrea living in the jungle in Calais it's a little bit disrespectful for someone to say to you yeah you can change your own life it's all in your mindset it is that you know that's the only thing you can control and in that scenario you can remove any unforced errors but at the same time the conditions around you do have an influence on you. And so work on your environment. If you want to kick yourself into gear, one of the things that I did a couple of months ago was I said to Lewis and two or three other people who may also appear on the podcast at some point, listen, I'm not on point right now. I'm a blunt instrument. I'm not, I'm just not sharp. Like I don't feel like I'm on my A game because I've taken so much time off. So can we sit every two weeks on a Friday and just talk about how the last two weeks went and what I'm doing next week? Just that act alone, and I'm not saying anything legendary here. So again, don't just listen to what I'm saying. Be like, yeah, I know this. Yeah. Practice it, implement it, because the 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 power in, of the knowledge is in the application of it. Like knowledge is power when you apply it. I think I said this in track. You guys guess actually. You tell me, ladies and gentlemen, and people who identify with non-binary genders, because I want to be inclusive here, um, which track that was on the mixtape where I mentioned this, that knowledge is only power when you apply it. So set those kind of environments around you where you're having conversations, like iron sharpens iron. So another thing I've been doing is running and hosting um, spaces for cool people that I know and having little informal dinner parties where we just talk about vulnerability or awakening ourselves or the shared influence we have and the more I'm around those people 
the better I get, like the more I grow, I'm totally using my community to grow. So there are people who, you know, I met someone recently, amazing guy, a guy called Adam, who was an ex-police officer and is now tackling institutional racism within the police force. And I know every time I schedule time in my diary to talk to him, he's going to teach me something about things I don't know. Every time I talk to Lewis Howell, every time I talk to Ishani, every time I talk to my sister-in-law, my cousins, whatever it may be, they bring things to the table. So don't try and do it all on your own. Recruit people, help them to help you grow and ask, let them know, this is what I need. Can you give it to me? Okay, you can't. Who can? So find your own Avengers team. Now, let's just review those. So don't react to the world. Let the world react to you. How do you expect other people to take it seriously when you are not committed? And the kind of three-step process I have, which is very simple and basic, doesn't need to be complicated because complicated makes it hard to execute or implement things, is number one, I write things down. And as part of that, I write an intention. Number two, I schedule it. So I know I'm doing this thing at this time. And number three is take action because action gives you half life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Let me know if you're excited that I'm back on this and you're enjoying it. Like I said earlier, go listen to The Lotus That Blooms Forth. Three-year journey in an hour and a half. Like genuinely um, super pleased with the reviews. Like so many people have shared such amazing words and encouragement and you know, just getting a word out there. And if you want to help me, if you want to help me and you're part of Team KB, I need you to share it. I need you to review it. I need you to put it on your story. I need you to like my post because like I said, I'm not Jay Shetty and I've got some crazy team behind every video. Um, I'm just one dude doing this from my bedroom. So I rely on your support to help get the message out there. I'm doing what I can do, but you are my marketing team. So please keep showing the love, even just by listening. It makes a difference. Trust me, because we're going somewhere. There's a plan for all of this. Um, and that plan is just change the world. So you keep it simple. Final thing, if you want more tips on personal development, check out my inner compass online course. It is a six module course that you can do at your own pace with video tutorials that are five minutes long. And there are six modules to it. Finding your purpose in life, building meaningful relationships and staying away from toxic people and how to identify them, how to meditate. And there's a guided meditation in there. And also things for you if you don't want to meditate, because everyone's talking about mindfulness, but there's also other ways to develop a calm mind, which is the name of the module challenging yourself. So how to keep pushing yourself and finding that intrinsic motivation to keep going. We've got another one on consistency because enough said and tracking your habits, how I manage things, the tools, the techniques. And the last one is leaving a lasting legacy, making a difference, how not to do it and how to do it. So if you go to my website, geshavbutt.com forward slash inner dash compass and use the code Lotus, you'll get 25% off for the first 100 people, I think I've said it. So go check that out if you want more resources. You get a, a recommended reading list as well of six books that will help you with your personal development that have had a huge impact on me. And you also get a Facebook group of like-minded people. There's about, there's a good group of us in there, you know. You're missing some mad combos. And I share stuff in there that I don't share 
in public for obvious reasons because can't share everything with you but the things I can I do try to so yeah here we are back with the Lost in Life podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next Sunday where we are going to be talking about and this is what I mean about scheduling things because I'm committed is taking your time on the journey not feeling rushed so tune in next time on Spotify or wherever you're listening and as always just like a bumblebee gathers pollen from different flowers Absorb what's useful, discard what isn't, and add what is uniquely and truly your own. Accept only the best in life and keep following your inner compass. I'll see you next time. Peace.